With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to No Place Like Omaha. I am your host, J.D. Wonder, alongside Nick Henricks. Unfortunately, Mikey Love is not hopping on the mics tonight. But, yeah, we gotta, <laughs> the ginger <laughs> ninja is not here. We got we to gotta figure out something for him, some like a, like a collar tag. I think the ginger ninja I know. kind of works, but, you know, d- Daddy, Dr. Love, you know. Yeah, he's, he's the Daddy. doctor, man. He's a love doctor. Come on mm-hmm. now. That's how we known him for high school. Uh-oh, Oregon State just put up – put up a bomb i think did they yeah and as we are recording this um the only game that is still happening is auburn because we're recording this monday night at 8 50 yes sir yeah otherwise an absolutely bizarre weekend oh my god oh my goodness I know the first game we definitely want to hit on is Notre Dame and Tennessee. Oh, 100%. Oh, my goodness. Did you catch, like, that entire series? I, I caught a little bit of it, yes. And, like, the, the one thing, we talked about it last week, too, because you mentioned it. Um, can Tennessee bleed? And we talked about it early as well, like, in the season. We're like, yeah, they, they can find a way to bleed. Like, anybody is beatable. But at this point, Notre Dame was not the team that I thought was going to be able to do it. And they've made, um, made it for the second time, I think, within the last decade um, to the College World Series now. And they won it two games to one in Knoxville, which is also insane in itself. Because, I mean, you beat a Tennessee club that is absolutely outstanding. At home, they were just unbeatable. Mm-hmm. And you come in and you, you beat them as, a, uh, unranked Nash- or as an unranked team who was top 25 all year. Yeah, and absolutely. was competitive in the ACC. So, I mean, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the moment that stood out to me the most was um, it was, I believe, one to three. And Tennessee was up. And Notre Dame was up to bat. And a guy hits a two-run shot, ties up the game. The crowd is dead silent. Like, oh, all yeah. the energy's gone. Next at bat, guy hits a tank. Four yeah. three. Then Notre Dame just seemed to capitalize, and it just seemed like Knoxville was quiet. Yeah, I mean Knoxville was just—it uh, was unreal. Because yeah, um, David Lamena tied the game with a home run, and then that just stormed through it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and and think about it this way: Notre Dame was not supposed to be the team to upset Tennessee. Did they have the capability to? Absolutely, one hundred percent. 
every team had the opportunity to. But when you go up against the lineup who has the SEC pitcher of the year, you have just a bunch, one through – uh, one through nine, who's able to hit for power and hit it around the yard. You had Drew Gilbert as well on there. So, I mean, you're looking uh, – you had Jordan Beck. I mean, you're just looking absolutely just in the face of death right there, and they prevailed. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, I love the, also the T-shirts that they had. They had uh, – it said uh, classless versus Catholics. Oh, gosh, I did so see that. So funny. Um, but yeah, since Tennessee kind of owned up to being that kind of new school baseball where they were very much so oh, yeah, emotions of a team, all that kind of stuff, like they seemed like they could carry momentum and all that kind of stuff. But yet it came down to it where Notre Dame kept a level head throughout that entire series. Oh, yeah. And Tennessee tended to ride the roller coaster. And then that's exactly what happened. Well, and I mean, the thing also is, is you take a team, a team like Tennessee, who only coming into the NCAA tournament lost, I think, seven games on the year. So you have a team that's not used to losing. You have a team that's like very, um, just very stout, very confident. And then you get a, two back-to-back weekends where somebody figures out how to punch them in the face and you saw them stumble. Mm-hmm. Tennessee within the last two games especially just stumbled because in game one it was eight to six Notre Dame then they came back with that high-powered offense four to or 12 to four and then you take a look at the second game and it was late hitting for the Irish and that was the one thing that I was I didn't say it last week but that was the one thing that I thought of was unless you get Ben Joyce out of the pen is Tennessee's bullpen still going to be as heavy as it was early in the year? And it still was, but at the same time, Notre Dame was just pounding away. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the one thing that really kind of came, came to my mind was how was Notre Dame going to be able to handle the back bullpen of Tennessee? And they did it just fine. Yep, absolutely. Speaking of stumbling blocks, I'm going to turn it over to Texas and East Carolina. <laughs> Man, oh, man. I tell you what, watching that Friday game, I was like, okay. Even even when they let, you know, Melendez in that middle part of their lineup still hit home runs, East Carolina oh, yeah. was able to produce enough to beat them. Then Saturday was just a heartbreaker. And then Sunday, oh, yeah. Texas capitalized on it. And that's another great lineup, too. I mean, you have Ivan Melendez. You've got Feltini up there, um, who is also one of the best shortstop in college baseball at the moment because they have – Troy Tulowitzki, who's their infielders coach, which is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Ivan Melendez, and he even hit another one yesterday. He broke 32 now, so he is the leader in home runs in a single season during the BB Core era since Chris Bryant, who hit 31 um, back when he was with San Diego State. But yeah, Texas lost. Just 13, San Diego. Just San Diego. Or, uh, it was just San Diego. Yeah, you're right. But Texas lost game one, or 13 7. And then nine to eight, and then uh, nine to eight, they won on Saturday with a big game, and then eleven to one, like you said, Josh, they capitalized. Absolutely so. electric, yeah. Those, it was a matter of. I feel like for that East Carolina team, it was a matter of trying to limit the best they could with that te- with that Texas lineup, but mm-hmm. it was more so if their bats could stay with them. And you could definitely oh, see yeah. on the third day, it just seemed like they just hit the end of it. Yeah, and like I said, when you got you add Hodo the third mixed into it as well, um, and then Faltini, Ivan Melendez, you have just um, a guy who's up for the Golden Spikes Award. He won College Baseball Player of the Year. He won uh, Big Twelve Player of the Year. He's hitting four hundred on a season. Like good lord, mm-hmm. <laughs> good lord. Yeah, it's just not just for pop, but also just for average. Like that's crazy. Yeah. 
Um, but also Texas's pitching staff is is very good too. On the um, eleven to one game, uh, Treston Stevens he went six innings pitched. He had five hits, one run, five strikeouts, and then the bullpen got it done for the rest of the game. East Carolina too. I I, I did think that was going to be a very tough region just because East Carolina is one of those teams. They've been here a couple of years. They're just missing the cusp every once in a while. And every once Texas, in a while, they they yeah. had a stat and it was like. They are like twenty something games above like the next component of being the team that makes it to the super regionals and then does not make it to the cultural series. Like they have They're lost. Coastal Carolina. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, like they have the longest streak. I'm gonna look it up real quick because Mikey talked about it last week that they were mm-hmm. a choke artist. Shout out Dr. Love. Yep. But yeah, I mean, let's look at this. Excuse me. But and I, I do think I was I was very just excited to see this region because I knew that East Carolina, um, they can battle. They've been battling all year. They got that top uh, top eight national seed. They were that eighth national seed, and then you get the ninth national seed in Texas. And what's funny enough, we talked about this, and we'll hit on the rest of the games while you're looking up at that stat. But yep. I found I found one that was oh gosh, I'm gonna find it. 62% or 66.2% of teams hosting the Super Regionals advanced to the College World Series. This year, it was less than that. East Carolina was a host, top eight, or they were the eighth national seed. Tennessee was a host. They were the number one national seed. North Carolina was a host. They were a 10 national seed. Texas A&M was a host. They were the five national seed, and they advanced. Ole Miss beat Southern Miss, and they moved into it. So looking here, you only have at the moment three national seeds, and only one of them was not a host in this super regional. And what? What? Mikey sent us a text here. Hold he, on. He sent us our bracket. Well, that's for later. Oh, there you go. That's, yeah, for, that's later. for later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I found the stat. It's been 32 consecutive NCAA tournament appearances, and they have not qualified for the college series. So they're still looking for their first one. 32 consecutive. Oh, consecutive. Yes. Good Lord. So they've made it to a regional or a super regional, 32 seasons. And it's, oh my goodness. Well, I don't know. It might not be consecutive, but still 32 appearances. uh, That's, and it seems like they make a super regional and, oh, I was going to say they've been in the supers at least a few of the last um, couple of years that I've been really paying attention as well. And, Mm just falling short and I mean the I thought if anything Texas was going to fall short they were riding that wave and then they lost to Oklahoma in the big 12 tournament and then I figured that East Carolina would somehow tear them apart because we all talked about Texas being able to stumble but so far they're a steamroller yeah but I mean also that Oklahoma team is no joke either oh my goodness Oklahoma looking to become the first team with their women's team to win a baseball and softball college world series Mm -hmm. in the same year. Is it possible? I, at this point, mm, maybe anything is right. Absolutely. Yeah. With, with the number one seed getting knocked off the way they did, but like, let's be real. That Oklahoma softball team is the best one, arguably like the, one of the best college teams ever, maybe even the best. I mean, three losses on the season, three, Mm -hmm. And they won their what was it their thirteenth or fourteenth title? This year was back to back, and I don't yeah I don't know under mm-hmm. that, but oh my goodness, like, and you have a like a lineup that they had 
was just absolutely bizarre. Um, my sister sent me a, a stat from that game that she wanted to mention because she's always like softball, and I'm like, I'm all for it. Well, I was going to say Jocelyn Al, or that's how you say it, right, Jocelyn Yes, Al? yes. She's the she's, Division One softball home run leader. Man, she is a freaking she stud. She rakes, man. And it's crazy because they started, like, pitching around her. And oh, it's, yeah. yeah and it's, not just that, but she still hit home runs, and then the rest of the lineup can hit home runs, too. Oh, um, yeah. They also had – okay, so here's the, here's the um, stat. Jocelyn Allo, like we just mentioned, is the first mm-hmm. um, in D1 history to have 30-plus home runs every single season. And real. Oklahoma softball set the record for scoring 50 runs in the uh, Women's College World Series. Unreal. And they had six home runs in their last game, setting a single-game record for the CWS. Like What? Not to mention, it was a Red River rival- Red River rivalry. Gosh, mm-hmm. I can always say it when I'm not Red like, River on shootout. a show. Or, yeah, the Red River Shootout. Figure okay, here's, here's one thing. Wouldn't that be funny to just Oklahoma and Texas go into the College World Series? Because are they on the same side of the bracket? Hey, I was gonna, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, yep, they are, they are on the same side of the bracket. Okay. Son yeah. of a biscuit. Gosh dang, dang it. it. We were so close to having that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That would have been wild. <laughs> I would have been so excited. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, Oklahoma's got Notre Dame. Texas is Texas A&M. But, I mean, still, though, taking, taking a look at Oklahoma yeah. baseball, though, real quick, you got mm-hmm. – they started out losing – they were 0 for 5 on Big 12 Conference series. They dropped their first five. All of a sudden, they find their stride and pick it back up in the middle of the season. Um Oh, uh, let's see. Where do they start here? I got to pick it. I mean, that I was very similar it. to a Texas A&M team this year that we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier. Because they beat Kansas. They swept them, beat Kansas State, came back, beat TCU, who won the Big 12 regular season outright. They beat mm-hmm. West Virginia. And then um, they took uh, four ga- or three games out of four against Texas Tech. And then that was how they closed out the year. So they won every single other series – um, to close out the year, and then they come into the conference, uh, Big 12 Conference Championship and go 4-0 and and beat Texas, who was on fire in the Big mm-hmm. 12 tournament as well. And now you get through the Gainesville Regional, only losing one game to Florida, which is impressive in itself, who was another national seed. And then you come in facing number four, Virginia Tech, who in Blacksburg is also a very, very tough team, and you outscore them. Mm-hmm. just physically put it to them 5-4 in game one 14-8 loss in game two and then 11-2 to two, just blowing them out of the water to finish it all off and dogpile in Blacksburg mm-hmm. so boomer sooner making their way up here buddy did that hurt to say or was it uh yeah it really did <laughs> a little bit Con- a little considering the fact that I am once again wearing a Texas shirt so cranio media will once again forever give horns down we are always uh, we are on the same page there. We agree that college yeah. baseball is awesome and Texas horns down always. Like it's, just, it's very common ground that we reach right away. Well, but, I, can't, I can't wear my old Miss shirt because it's a long sleeve and it's 90,000. Oh, I agree. Degrees here. These guys oh are going to roll up. They're going to roll up uh, this Thursday <laughs> to start practices at Schwab and to be like, okay, why is it 100 degrees out here? No, no. Send us back. Send us back. Um, speaking of Ole Miss, though, um, they didn't allow a single run. Yeah. They won 10-0 on Saturday and 5-0 yeah. on Sunday. 
Tim Elko came in clutch again in that first game. Uh, oh, man, he's a stud. My stomach just absolutely vibrated. I don't know if you could hear that, but that scared the living shit out of me. Now, are you hungry? You need a snack? No, no I already ate. Snack? Okay, oddly enough. So I've been on a big wild game kick and slow rabbit mm. hole real fast. But so my boss gave <laughs> my boss gave me and my coworker a bunch of like elk and stuff. But he also he went down to New Mexico and shot an oryx. And, mm. and so he gave us like oryx brats. Holy shit. If you have not experienced this, go down to New Mexico and ask somebody to shoot one for you or shoot one. because They are freaking fire. Hmm. I've never had that before. It's it was interesting. I was like, I don't know how this is going to taste. And I'm not the biggest brat guy either. So it was just like, well, shit, here we go. But back to college baseball. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, I mean, that was, mm, that was crazy. Just to see Southern Miss absolute goose egg. And Old Miss, Mike, and like we talked about earlier, we were like, oh, <laughs> Old Miss shouldn't be in the tournament, yada, yada, yada. And obviously just getting proven wrong. You know, anything can happen. Well, and everybody said that, too, because oh, Ole yeah. Miss had, oh, no. they had the rockiest schedule, I think, out of almost anybody that made the final cut to be in the NCAA tournament. Because, I mean, they, um, they stumbled very hard just kind of throughout the season, but yet they went into um, – they beat – where am I looking here? I'm sorry. I'm, like, stumbling. They closed out the year against Missouri – Got that through. They beat Southern Miss during the regular season in Hattiesburg already, like two weeks prior to the regional tournament, and then um, swept Ole Miss, or swept LSU, lost to Texas A&M, come in, lose one game to Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament, and then go to Coral Gables in Miami and say, we're just going to tell everybody to suck it. 7-4 mm-hmm. against Arizona, 2-1 against the number six national seed Miami, and then 22-6 to come all the way to the supers and then they said you know what we will only allow 10 or uh, 11 runs within the span of a month to get here and mm-hmm. that is exactly what they they did pitching staff was absolutely insane for Ole Miss then offense led by Tim Elko and a bunch of other guys on that Ole Miss roster Tim Elko Just, and a bunch of other guys oh yeah well tim elko and defensively he was he was tim clutch elko. he was absolutely oh, yeah. clutch i mean what did he have th- he had a three homer game in that regional mm-hmm. and then that super he started that scoring on the first game i believe yep third inning he had a uh, single over to the left side of the game or over to the left side of the field brought the scoring up one nothing and then just um bench continued to as well have a decent year um as always, and I think that's his last year. Graham as well. He doubled the center in the sixth inning in that first one. And then Hayden Dunhurst. You always forget about him. He is the one other name that we've known since, um, like, uh, Chardonnay left. And um, who, who am I thinking of? Blonde hair. Um, he played second base. He had, like, the ramen hair? No? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, it started. Anthony Servideo. That's who Servideo. it was. Okay. Yeah. Hayden Dunhurst was the last guy that I remember from that Servideo era besides Tim Elko. I thought and you were going to talk about, like, Thomas Dillard. Like, that man was an absolute unit. Okay, that was back in 14, and Thomas yeah. Dillard was an absolute tank because he had uh, Graham Kaker. Uh, yeah, who who else did he have? He had uh, – crap. Now, now I'm forgetting. I remember that team so well. Mm-hmm. Obviously not. We're not spitting facts today. <laughs> Obviously <Yeah>. not. <laughs> I remember that team so well, but I don't remember any of them. <laughs> I remember Love like that. two players. A fanboy. Mm. But, but as of right 
And we'll give you a score update as well. Top of the eighth inning in um, uh, Corvallis. Four to three, Auburn still trying to give number three or three national seed Oregon State a scare. And, I mean, I, I do kind of want to talk about this as a base hit goes through the right side of the hole. It's going to be irrelevant when this time comes up. But, I mean, still, right. we're going to be talking all live, yes. And then something else random happens. But, no, Auburn had a pitcher come in who was absolutely blowing it out, uh, Skipper. He comes in in two mm. innings of relief and shuts yes. down five straight. Struck out three, and that sucks for Oregon State because they were facing a righty the entire game, um, who also uh, – Barnett who came in four innings pitch, uh, one earned run, five strikeouts, but he was also on short days rest. The last time, well, not short days, the last time he pitched was against UCLA in the regional and had 10 strikeouts there, did exactly what they needed um, for Auburn tonight so far. And then um, last night, Oregon State got the show of the regional tournament for them. I'm going to take a look at his name because at the moment I'm struggling to remember his, uh, it was like, Jahenny, but he's the second or he's on the list for golden spikes as well as mm. Ivan Melendez and uh Ballard, I think, or uh Pena from Georgia Tech. So as we keep talking here, I'm gonna look up the name so I don't get it mm -hmm. completely wrong. Yeah, and Mike another player, yeah, another <laughs> was like, nope, wrong. Nope, wrong. Um Thanks. but Oklahoma also had their shortstop. Um I just love to hear the announcers talk about him because, like, he he is a he's a really good player, like great in the field, good bat, and all this kind of stuff. But they talk about like his frame because he's very skinny. Mm -hmm. So they yeah. talk about like, they're like one one eighty soaking wet, like <laughs> That's his me. jersey hangs off of his body. <laughs> like they just talk about all this, and I'm like. He's still a great player. Like, this is great about baseball. It's like, it doesn't matter really what size you are. Like, right, just because just oh, I'm curious, man. I do actually want to look him up and see how big he really is. <laughs> He's the shortstop. Is that what you said? Yeah, Oklahoma's starting shortstop. Uh, infield, infield. I got an infielder who's 187. I got an infielder who's 180. I got an infielder who's 180. Um, do you remember the number at all? I can't. Hold on. I'm going to look up. Good Lord. Did you get your other we stuff you were looking at? Oh, yeah, I did. I think I just uh, – no, I should. I didn't lose it. Um, no, but uh, Jerby, that's what it is. Jerby, he's 11-2 and two on the year, but last night – and apparently he was not feeling good at all, according to the announcers, because I got back to watch a little bit of that game uh, last night, but I watched some of the closing outs of the afternoon, but – uh, Jerpy went five and two thirds pitched, three hits, three runs. All three were earned, but he had two walks, six strikeouts though. Got a standing ovation as he comes off the field, um, and he got a he got a curtain call. So potentially he was Pac-12 Pitcher of the Year. He's looking to be on the Golden Spikes Award, but uh, he has 161 strikeouts so far this season. Man is absolutely dealing. No wonder he's on the Golden Spikes Award. Why do I have NASCAR pulled up? I have no idea. That was the weirdest thing I think I've ever said in my life. What am I on NASCAR? Oh, boy. But, no, I mean, still, this entire regional tournament was just insane so far. And we still have mm -hmm. a week left in, in Omaha. But where do we want to break down next? Do we want to go A&M or do we want to go Arkansas and North Carolina? Because poor old North Carolina got walked off and Texas A&M walked off Louisville. So pick your poison, buddy. 
Well, I just found who it was. His name is Peyton Graham. He's 6'4", 171 pounds. <laughs> I just looked up. I was like, okay, who's the Oklahoma shortstop? Oh, they, named, they named him as a finalist for one of the awards, and <laughs> that's him. But, yeah, he's honestly been tearing it up. Um, so, there you go there. Um, yeah, which one do you want to hit on next? I'm I'm all for. I kind of want to hop in Arkansas because I thought North Carolina was going to be able to hold off Dave Van Horn. But, apparently, his Razorbacks and Pig Suey have another friggin' plan. Mm-hmm. As that game I, – I, I was able to watch a little bit of that um, – super series every now and then while I was home and just kind of before we left um, or when we got back as well. But North Carolina in game one fell short 4-1 to Arkansas. And then it was 3-3 going into the uh, ninth inning. And then all of a sudden here comes Pig Suey and decides to get, I think it was bases loaded or something like that. But they got a walk-off single to win it and send the Pigs to Omaha for another year. So 11th Mm -hmm. time in school history, Arkansas is coming back. Yeah, and impressive, man. Though I tell you what, those those uh, hogs fans—they travel well. Oh yeah, they wow, and, they were all up in North Carolina's dome. Oh yeah, well, and I mean that—that's the bad thing though too. Is Chapel Hill is is a very fun environment for college baseball, but then when you add Arkansas into the mix, who the last couple of years has hosted the Fayette, or hosted the regional in Fayetteville um, prior to this year. I mean, Fayetteville's a whole different animal. Oh, yeah. And now – and LSU is always one of those teams that I love seeing in Omaha because they travel so well. They're so nice. But Arkansas, granted, they can be a little obnoxious at times with the hog calling and everything. <laughs> but they, they are nice as well. They travel super, super well. Um, so, Omaha, we're – as I speak as an Iowan now, I guess. But Omaha's Whoa. happy to have them back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even. Don't oh, even. Man. You do that, you like Texas. It's unbelievable, Nick. I know. My it's amazing that I even have a woman. Yeah. I just yeah. surprise us all. Yeah, I know. You're a good looking kid, but uh, kind of weird. <laughs> I got a face for a podcast radio. <laughs> there you go. Breaks uh, no wonder my camera shuts off. It breaks every time. It's just it's just like, all right, that's enough of that. We're gonna it's like, all right, he has horrible jokes that tries to be too daddish and looks like a freaking chump. Damn. Get, get nice his ugly ass yourself. out of here. Oh, nice nah. Hey, if you can't joke about yourself, then why are you even breathing, man, I guess, huh? Right. Absolutely. Um, other <laughs> – just moving back to college. <laughs> moving on. Back to um, no, Texas A&M, the first uh, team to punch their ticket. Um, yeah. they, look, they look good against Louisville. They really did. And, and that was a low-scoring affair in both games, honestly, mm-hmm. for, compared well, to, like, literally every other game where it was, like, double digits. I know. And that, that was shocking to me because Texas A&M's offense is, was incredible this year. Um, was able to put up a ton of runs on teams. Uh, but like you said, first SEC team to make the tournament just in general. And now at the moment – Auburn looking to be another one, but there's three SEC teams in there now. There's two Big 12, one ACC, and then potentially could be two Pac-12s, but if Oregon State holds off. But mm-hmm. anyways, um, it, I was actually shocked to see that there was a game or a series that went 2-0. And I did not think it was going to be um, Texas A&M and Louisville because they were both I thought close it was going to be Tennessee, right? 
Yeah, honestly, That's what I, I thought, thought Tennessee too. was going. But five four on game one, and uh, Texas A&M struck early that game. Louisville decides to put up three in the second, and then it was just a back and forth game. Texas A&M gets two in the seventh, and then a walk off win um, in game one, and then you throw it all the way to game two the next day, and it was just a totally different story. Uh, Louisville jumps out first, Texas A&M comes, and then puts two back up, and then was able to get two late inning or, or six. One sixth inning run and then one seventh inning run to put him ahead 4-3 after Louisville scored in the fifth. And, I mean, that I think that was the story for all of college baseball. As soon as teams were getting runs, there was an answer. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, could, you couldn't find a team this year that was just going to get – until it was late and it was those couple of last games where it was like, okay, we're, we're really getting beat down here. But, I mean, if any if, – if there was a testament to it, Arkansas and Oklahoma State, um, Stanford – to get to where they were to get to UConn after um, we got off the podcast last week, I turned on the Texas state game. It was three to one going into the bottom of the ninth. First pitch bomb two pitches Mm -hmm. later, bomb Stanford has tied it. I mean, answers were everywhere. Yeah. In college baseball. I agree. All right. Well, does that cover all of our super? We had uh, Stanford and UConn. And UConn made it close in game – or UConn made a run in game one, and I was excited. And Rob, my dad, mm-hmm. we were yeah. out in Milligan, and we were watching that game, and as soon as UConn's final went off, we were pumped up and we were excited because it's like Stanford's a great team, and they're making you another see, trip. You want to see a change. Oh, yeah. I want to mm-hmm. see an underdog. And I think – and as crappy as it to say, I would like to see how far Oklahoma goes just because of how the run that they closed out the year on. Um, Notre Dame is another great – Cinderella story at the moment um and then obviously I think the biggest one that you have this year is Ole Miss just because of their record and everybody's saying they shouldn't have been here um and they got into the tournament off a bluff and then now look at what they did and it's the Mm -hmm. same with Notre Dame I mean Notre Dame should have probably been a host and a top 60 national seed based on their schedule and based on their wins um and then they dropped in the ACC tournament so that explains why but at the same time it's it was an interesting field this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I don't know what I did. I hope I didn't put that on. But and right now we have two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning. Still four three. Auburn fourteenth national seed playing number three in Corvallis. So, awesome. all right. Well, we can take a break briefly here, and then I'm gonna oh. go get the big board whipped up. I'm ready to go. Big board. And then we are going to predict. Not only the ne- the gamers, the words are hard. I think I had like a minor stroke on that. Um, but we are going to predict who is going to win the College World Series. We're gonna we will have out. a new one this year. Yep, we're going to play it out from first game on. Oh, good Lord. Yep, and we're going to be wrong. And next year, I think we should make um, – a bracket kind of like March Madness. So we got to start at 64 and then have it yes. all picked and then have it like every single one picked. So not wait to wait. Just collapse. Because Notre Dame I, I would, would really enjoy that. absolutely would have absolutely wrecked all the, all the brackets this year. To me, that was the USMBC or US BMC or whoever it was uh, against Virginia. Back UMBC? In, 2015. Yeah, UMBC. When 2015 or 2016, it's against Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, in well, St. Peter's March is Madness. too. They play yeah, St. Peter's card. this year. But, I mean, 
to me, this was the, and it didn't happen early on because if Tennessee would have lost in the. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In their Knoxville regional, I think everybody oh, that just would have been. Worse. Oh, I would have laughed no just because, I mean, but. Nah, they they were in a tough region when you actually like consider Georgia Tech and maybe Campbell, but at the same time it was like Tennessee was expected to just plow through and expected to get here. And then I honestly thought Texas Tech was going to be that team to mm-hmm. um, potentially give them a run after Georgia Southern got eliminated. So yep, I agree. Again, I will have to tweet out after this is over. Um, but now we have our teams are set. Our it team, is official. We have our eight. We have Texas, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Stanford, Ole Miss, and Auburn. Last um, but not least. And I, yeah, I have to tweet out congratulations to Auburn um, from our account. Again, follow us on at HomahaPod on Twitter and TikTok. Just a little shout out there. Um, sir. So we're going to start with our picks. And, again, we can be completely wrong, and you just get to watch us be idiots. Um, or you watch us be geniuses. Again, I'll have to count out the final tally for all of our picks so far. Again, that'll yeah, be another tweet. Um, but, yeah. So, let's go ahead and get started at the top. So, Texas and Notre Dame. Uh, we're going to pitch Mikey's picks first. Uh, he had Texas winning this game. So I, I would agree on that. All right. Let's do that. Nick. I would love to see Notre Dame try to power through, but this, unless Texas finds a way to go cold, oh my gosh, my fan's still on. I just realized that. I apologize for the audio here, and my door's still open. Good Lord, Nick's an amateur on the day. All right, we got to close. But, no, I think if Texas's offense stays as hot as it is, their defense is more than willing to win a game. Um, they've got a good bullpen as well. So, mm-hmm. I think, oh gosh, just kick my camera around here too. I don't know. I think Texas coming off of – an ECU opponent and Notre Dame coming off of a Tennessee. Very fair. I really, I got to go with Notre Dame for this one. Really? Um, just wow. kind of, just kind of a little random wrench in the plans. Cause right. I, I'm just saying like off of strength of opponent and how they looked facing those opponents. I got to tell you, if you can keep a, a Tennessee lineup down enough that you can score more runs, I think they can do the same thing with Texas. All right, I, I do see the point there as well. All right, the next game we got is Texas A&M and Oklahoma. Ooh. What's Mikey got? Mikey has Oklahoma winning this game, so that would 
advance. So Texas and Oklahoma will play each other in the winner's round, oh. and Notre Dame and Texas A&M will play each other in the losing round. Wow, that's a very – oh, man. I, I really don't know who I would have in this because I – you know what? I, I kind of want to go with Mikey as well. I want to see if Oklahoma can keep the fire going. Um, I know Texas A&M has had a really good year, uh, 42 and 8. 18 on the season, but Oklahoma has decided to just power through losing one game throughout the, or throughout the regionals and super regionals coming in from the conference tournament and Texas A&M has done the same. So it should be a pretty even, even matchup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Oklahoma, I feel like has gone strong and they're continuing to go strong in the postseason. So I'm going to have to go with them as well. Um, no disrespect to um, Jim Slosnagel. Uh, and the Aggies, go. yeah, no kidding. Again, being just fresh into that program, too, and doing the things that he's done is very impressive. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, just considering the fact that this Texas A&M team has still competed throughout the entire year and they've been nonstop, I just think Oklahoma's starters have been really, really good, and that's the key of getting them the wins that they have is the starting pitching to get them deep into games. And Oklahoma has been able to do that. Mm -hmm. absolutely uh okay so looking ahead um so between texas and oklahoma mikey has texas losing that game okay so they would then fall to the elimination game and then he has in his losing game the notre dame texas a&m he has texas a&m winning so notre dame goes two and q um in this style of bracket so he has texas texas a&m playing in an elimination game Texas, Texas A&M playing in an elimination game. Yes. Yeah, so your choices. Uh, so you got to pick a winner between Texas and Oklahoma. The winner of that game would go immediately to the semis, and then you got to pick. So obviously, who would lose that game would go to the elimination against your winner between Notre Dame and Texas A&M. I got to go with Texas. Still, they won the regular season against Oklahoma, two games to one. Um, okay, so they, they looked very good against them as well. 7-1 to one in game one, 12-8 to eight in the second game that they won in game three. Um, yeah. So that means you'd have Oklahoma in the elimination game. Against A&M again. So you're thinking as well, Notre Dame's going to go 2-Q. Um, hmm. yeah, team that takes I, down I, the I, number one seed. Both you guys, the team that takes down the number <laughs> one seed – is I, I just, just pooch it when they get here. I just think. Well, here, let me take a look. Let me dive into some numbers. I'm gonna here. make you wanna... double guess it because Mikey's is already set, so I can't really. And I probably couldn't convince him otherwise, anyways, because he's very stubborn. So I feel like he would have just been like, "Yep, that's why I picked." Uh, yeah, he's he's just gonna go all very for set it. with it. Yeah. So, in in kind of looking at stat lines here both teams very even on the offensive board both teams hitting 294 on the year uh fielding percentage notre dame has slightly a better fielding percentage i think the one thing that i do really like about notre dame though um was the bullpen and i mean looking at texas a&m as a team total their era is uh 471 um they're giving opponents six runs within a game but on average this year uh, compared to Notre Dame, who uh, is a 395. Yeah, I'm going to pick Notre Dame. I'm going to say A&M kind of rode the luck, and they're going 2-Q. 
right. Wow. So that bracket. Good Lord. Sure. Dang. Texas A&M just shocks both of us we and had... says that they're going to win. <laughs> or no, you had – hold on. I messed this up. So you Board. said Notre Dame – between Notre Dame and Texas A&M, in that elimination game, you have Notre Dame now coming out of there? Yep. Okay. That's on me. Because the one thing that I really like about Oklahoma, too, is their, uh, their run game. They can steal – they've been stealing a lot of bags this year. Um, and so I think that that's going to be a huge key for them because I know a lot of teams don't steal a ton in the postseason, but as soon as they get to Omaha, stealing is just outrageous at times. So mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma's got the chance to do it. And then who do you have winning that elimination game to go on between Oklahoma and Notre Dame to play in the semis? Rematch of the Red River. So Oklahoma again? Yeah, I'm going to give a rematch of the Red River. All right. I got it. Now I got to figure this out. I got to use big brain now. <laughs> okay. I think. I'm going to look. While you're figuring that out, I might switch my pick here. I'm going to look oh at my Oklahoma real quick. Just, just keep, keep doing you. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to talk as you do this. Go for it. Break it down I think for Oklahoma us. and Notre Dame. Okay, I have those two playing in that winner's game. I think Oklahoma takes it. Um, then who did I have? So I have Texas and Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M gets out of that. So Texas goes two and Q Texas for you. is two and Q. Wow. One's down. <sighs> I... I will say anytime that I pick high on Texas and I think that a lot of people do, they come to Omaha and they decide to, they'll lose the first game. And then within the last, I think like three or four years that they've come to Omaha, they will either go two and Q or lose the first game, get to the championship semifinal or get to the semifinals and lose before the championship series. So that's actually very accurate. Okay. So I have Oklahoma advancing. So Notre Dame is going to play Texas A&M. I got Notre Dame coming out of that. Man, looking at that whole side of the bracket, I think Texas has the highest, like, batting average as a team. Because at both – or all three, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and uh, Notre Dame are hitting 298 as a team. Texas is hitting 318 as a team. I think Texas has the highest batting average in the CWS right now. They have going down through the line, they have Ivan Melendez hitting 396. You got um uh Murphy Staley who's hitting 375, uh Skylar Messenger who's hitting 329, and then you got uh Douglas Hodo who's hitting 319, Trey Faltini who's hitting 286. I mean, that's just a solid freaking lineup. Mm-hmm. Good lord. All right, and then who do you have taking your semi on this side of the bracket? You have Oklahoma and Texas playing. Texas, so Oklahoma would have to beat them twice. I say Oklahoma takes a game, but Texas wins overall. Okay. So Texas Texas does not win out until the championship game. Texas loses one game and then has to battle back, but they lose in the semis. Okay. So for that one, Mikey has Texas A&M and Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure. 
again, okay. we could get on the next episode and be like, you screwed my entire bracket. <laughs> um, Just watching so. Josh right now, too, on the Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, so he's got Texas A&M and Oklahoma. He actually has Texas A&M beating him two consecutive games and going to the championship. Impressive. I have Notre Dame, Oklahoma. I have to say, hmm. again, I'm probably going to look back this bracket and be like, "Why did I decide this?" But you know, it is what. That's it is. everybody. Everybody um, also does that in March. It's going to go to a third game. Oklahoma takes it. There you go. So everybody has a different pick on that. That's yeah. Impressive. I'd say Notre Dame's bats come alive, and they they can. I think they can do it. All right, going to the other side of the bracket, we got Arkansas and Stanford in the first game. Um, Mikey has Arkansas winning that game, so that would advance them to the winners and Stanford into the losers bracket. See, as as much as I would like to ride the wave of pig suey i'm gonna have to go with connor huff and the stanford cardinal i mean the way that they can produce runs late in game and just just an absolute stud of a lineup in the pac 12 so i gotta go with stanford number two national seed also now the highest national seed left in the like overall just in total highest national seed in the tournament there are there's two, five, nine, and 14. Everybody else, non-nationals. So half the bracket is national seed, half the bracket is not. Hmm. That's kind of crazy. It, it's fun, though. That's what makes oh, college yeah. baseball so fun. And oh, I, said yeah. this, I said this on Twitter, um, I think when it was East Carolina or somebody in a regional, I quoted a tweet and I said, college baseball remains unbeaten when it actually comes to this like, last two months. It's almost even better than like postseason pro baseball. It's just so fiery and it's just competitive. And well, it's I just love the fact it. that there's so many teams that could just make a run at it. Usually, oh, in the yeah. pros, it's like, okay, these kind of top like yeah. teams are gonna be the ones that compete. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I gotta go with Arkansas winning this game though. All right, full transparency on that one. We just might as well call an episode at one point full transparency. We say that word more times than I think I've ever heard it said. Uh, well, yeah, Mikey starts saying it, and then we've been hanging out, and I start saying it, then we start saying it on the pod. It's, it is what it is. He gaslit us into saying it. <laughs> and that's Heard. where we're going to get – that's where you're a lot wrecked. of our listeners are going to set drop. Like, you're making fun of gaslighting? Get, get out wrecked. Of nah, they can suck it for all I care. <laughs> If you listen to this podcast, we've probably gaslighted you into believing some things that aren't true at all. AKA Nick for saying Yeah, saying random <laughs> stats out of the blue is oh yeah. Um by the way, did you guys know that Tennessee has hit more home runs than any professional team has ever? Wow. I probably would say you probably some dumb could shit I mean like and you could probably get some people to believe it. All right. Oh, Old Miss and Auburn securing that last spot. Oh man. I this is where I really like to see the fireworks go because SEC play. Give me one sec here. Let me pull up the good Old Miss Rebels just to see how the series went. I think Auburn won the mid-year series or like the year series. Yeah, Auburn or no, Old Miss took it. Wow, but it was close games. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm gonna have to go with Auburn actually. Their bullpen in 
um, the supers and throughout the regionals was just absolutely insane. You have two guys come in that shut down six straight batters um, before giving up a home run in the seventh earlier today, and then pitching change shuts them down for the last half of the game. Um, Auburn's bullpen was was electric, so I'm going to have to give it to them. And beating the number three national seed. So. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go against you guys, and I'm going to say Old Miss takes that game. I don't – I don't know what it is. And, again, I could be, like, blatantly wrong on all my picks. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is about seeing those powder blues in the postseason. They it haven't is. done well. They don't do well when they get to Omaha. Some years, but I, I just don't know. I think they could, they could electrify in the first round, at least, you know, coming off of – and they still have that mentality of mm-hmm. be here – Okay, but then once maybe they've established themselves a little bit later in the series, they start running a little bit lower on pitching, all that yeah. kind of stuff, then I could see them struggling. But for that, the time being, I have that. All right, and then this is the tricky part again. So, just writing in initials. Okay, so winner of Stanford versus Auburn for you. Okay, the winner of that game goes to the semis. The other one goes to an elimination game. Winner of Stanford-Auburn? Mm-hmm. Ooh, 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 ooh. Stanford-Auburn. Who, who did Mikey pick? Oh. Mikey had Auburn advancing to the semis, and Arkansas then lost that game. So he had Arkansas winning. I'm going to have to go with Stanford. All right. So Stanford um, yeah. goes to the semis? Yep, hitting hitting was really crucial for them, and I think Auburn's bullpen will do good, but not enough against um, Stanford. Although the bullpen is better for Auburn, I think Stanford's going to get all their runs early, mm. and that's what that's what's crucial for them is getting runs early. All right, and then who do you have winning your loser game? So the elimination game between Arkansas and Old Miss. Oh boy. Um, I think I'm probably going to have to go with Pig Suey on that one. I think Ole Miss is – Ole Miss in Omaha has not been a friend. Um, I think they had a great team this year, but they just struggled. Um, and Arkansas let them have it earlier in the year. Um, so, I got Pig Suey. Right. Okay, so for my winner for the earlier game between Arkansas and Ole Miss, I think Arkansas takes that one. And then, so that means Ole Miss. I'm looking at this. I'm watching you write this bracket down, and I'm actually, like, very impressed at how you put it down. And you'll see it on the screen when I'm talking about it. But it's just, like, I'm kind of, like, falling it, but I'm not (laughs) – it's like the ACC all over again. (laughs) See, I learned brackets. Full play. Good brain. (laughs) This is honestly pushing all of my brain power. Full, I was going to say. I am, like, this close to losing sanity. It's, it's um, gaslighting your mind. Yeah, am I gaslighting myself into being able to read brackets? Pretty much. No, you're gaslighting yourself into not being able to understand it and calling yourself incompetent. What? No, <laughs> yeah, I turned that so dark. I'm an idiot. You're stupid. <laughs> We're you're all stupid, idiots, but I'm dumb. It. All right. So, then Stanford and Auburn. I think Stanford goes to and Q. Auburn comes out of there. We get wow. to the first round. 
and this time Auburn uh, again well we can pick this um, but I was just going to roll right into it Auburn takes it the second time that they face Ole Miss so you see what I'm saying like they run yeah. momentum coming in then yep. they, you know start to slow it they down get, just a little yeah. bit and then I think Auburn takes it so Auburn goes into your semis and they have Auburn, to beat Arkansas twice. Twice, yeah. That way, okay. You have Auburn and Arkansas. Whoever wins that one has to beat Stanford twice for you. I'm gonna go with Auburn as well. Um, I it's I'm gonna beat a dead horse here, but I like the bullpen. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying is they have some good lefties in there. Oh yeah, they have. Well, they brought out that was the big thing. They had five lefties getting ready to face Oregon State's all five lefties, and any pitcher that they brought in during the regionals was lights out. Mm-hmm. So now we got the championship. Well, you got to go to who makes it there. Yeah. Oh boy. So you got Auburn with one loss playing Stanford with no losses. I kind of I, I want to do it to them. I want to do the same thing that I did to Texas. I think Stanford gets one taken away from them just to ride the momentum, um, and then Stanford goes on. I don't think I don't think any team is safe to get into the championship series two and zero this year. I really do not. That's fair, but again, we had Texas A and M in a you know in the supers. They mm. did it. They did it without a loss. I know. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna disagree with you with that. I think Arkansas gets there. No losses. Nice. I think they beat Auburn because I think Auburn just runs out of gas. That's the same thing that yeah. we're kind of seeing across here is I'm thinking that mm-hmm. if Stanford doesn't tally early, they can tally late, but with the amount of like stellar again, because they would in, in my mind, they have to face Ole Miss, which Ole Miss can put some balls in play. Yeah. Or no, Nope. that was wrong. Uh, <laughs> Arkansas. Same thing, though. They're very scrappy. Oh, yeah. Very, um, scrappy. very scrappy team. So, they'll play that. But then Auburn will then – if they lose that first game to play Stanford in a elimination game, I think that their bullpen, mm-hmm. they can spare no pitching then. And I think that's what gets yeah. them. Well, I think this this honestly even goes back to, like, last year's CWS. NC State saved so much pitching that when they got to Vanderbilt, I think that was – if they got to play that game, Vanderbilt was kind of running out of gas because they had to go through the elimination. They had to use the bullpen, but at the same time, Jack Leiter was able to save as much as possible to get through. And that's when Mississippi state took the, took the series was because once they got to the bullpen, Vanderbilt was gassed. Mm. They beat rocker, they beat lighter. And then now Mississippi state was on a roll. So I think it's going to be the same thing this year is whose bullpen gets gassed first. You're, you're going to ride a wave as much as you can. So Mm-hmm. And I think Stanford is just one of those teams this year as well that um, was able to play small ball, but they've got consistent hitters that can just string together innings. And that's – long innings are going to be tough for teams. So, All right. Well, you don't want to know something funny? What? All three of us have two <laughs> hey. different teams in the championship. Yes. <laughs> Mikey so called us out last two week. Two <laughs> out of the three of us will be wrong come end well, of the tournament. Well, I was going to say, who out of the three of us is going to be wrong and win, but who out of the three of us – or could all three of us just get completely derailed here? Bamboozled. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All three of our picks get, go two and Q. Mm-hmm. Like all, <laughs> well, no, that wouldn't happen, but, like, all of them get eliminated. Oh, that would be – the championship series. That would be insane. All right. So, Mikey has Auburn taking it 
against Texas A&M. You have gotcha. Stanford. Um, I think Texas would be looking for their sixth title. Stanford, I don't know how much they would be looking for. Um, boy, this, this one might be tough. You know what? I, I'm going to choose Texas. No, honestly, I'm going to pick Stanford. You heard it here first, horns down by Nick Hendricks. I'm not going to say horns down, but I'm going to just, just say – get wrecked. Well, no, Texas is gonna Texas is gonna fall short just because they're they can't pull through in the championship game. The last time they were there was 2005 against LSU, and they lost it, or 2006 against LSU and lost it. No, five. Fuck, words are hard. <laughs> All right, so you have Stanford. I would love I would love to see Oklahoma do it just so we could have for the first time ever. That would be so baseball. cool. But I gotta go with Arkansas. I wow. like pig suey. They've just suey. looked good. They've just so, looked good to me. So we all three picked two different teams of the championship series, and we all three picked three different champions. So, Mikey, you can no longer call us out like you did last week. We all were different, bitch. We all chose different <laughs> ones. <laughs> that is perfect, though, that we didn't have. Oh, my God, yeah. And we all had like justifications for our stuff, but yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, it's gonna be it is gonna be a good series, and I'm excited. Like I'm excited to see it. now that we have, especially having those big national seeds get knocked out. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's like free game for anybody at this point. I think all eight have a very very good chance of winning it this year. There's no team where it's like, oh, they have it in the bag. Like everybody yeah. was saying, Tennessee did. Um, well, and so to look at to look at how this kind of lined up because we're talking about the national seeds and it's funny. So Tennessee, number one national seed, made it to the supers. Stanford, number two national seed, made it to the supers. Oregon State, number three national seed, made it to the supers. Virginia Tech, four, made it. Um, five, Texas A and M made it. Miami was the only. Um, well, not only. Hold on here. Six and Get seven. Yeah, six and seven did not make it. So Miami didn't make it. And then seven was buh, 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 buh. let me find it. Words are hard. Oklahoma State. Mm. So two two of the top national seeds did not make it into the super regionals. And then the teams that made it into the super regionals, besides in the top five of uh Stanford and Texas AM got drilled. Mm-hmm. And not really drilled, but they got drilled out. So that's insane to actually see how much college baseball can fluctuate once you get teams in here and they start getting hot. Well, yeah, and who is the team that knocked out that Miami? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Who was the team that knocked out that Oklahoma State team? Arkansas. Arkansas. So, yeah, you have those really good SEC opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, uh, man, it's just – oh, it's a beautiful sight. Baseball's back in Omaha. Oh. Yeah, I know. And now I, I will say it, it pains me to not say TD Ameritrade anymore. It's at Charles, Charles Schwab Stadium. Yeah, Charles Schwab. But, no, FanFest, I believe, starts on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Yep, so you can go see teams practice on Thursday. Um, you can go walk around, see all the vendors that are out there, go talk to some fans, go have fun. I know every time that we did it as kids, we were talking with everybody. Um, and then games start on Friday. Game one of the College World Series is Oklahoma taking on the fifth 
ranked national seed, Texas A&M Aggies. That's at 1 p.m. on ESPN. And then game two of the College World Series is Texas versus Notre Dame, and that's Friday night at 6 on ESPN. So, and then just to wrap it up on Saturday for the, net, or for the first round of the tournament, it's game at one, Arkansas-Stanford. That's Arkansas versus the number two seed, Stanford Cardinal. And then game at six would be Auburn-Ole Miss. And then Sunday to be determined of the times, depending on who wins, who loses, and when those games are just in general for the bracket. So, oh, man, it's so – oh, nasty. I love this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, college yeah. baseball came, and we wanted to both – Josh put it in the ear of the idea of like, hey, why don't we start a college baseball podcast? And I was like, I would love to do it. The The audience is very small, but I mean, shit, if you actually sit here and look at college baseball like it's been through the regional tournament, this audience is not small. Mm-hmm. You just got to be able to branch it. And Cranio Media is helping us with that because we'll be on Spotify. We'll be on Apple Podcasts. We'll be everywhere. Absolutely, yes. And if you know of anybody else that is college baseball fans, okay, get them onto this. Tag him. Um, but again, um, we got that rolling up, um, mm-hmm. we'll talk, talk, uh, probably next week on the championship series. Cause we'll probably record before that happens. I would assume um, so. Yeah. yeah well, if, that, if everything, that week's going to be weird. Yeah. If everything goes like according to plan, you know, cause yeah. that can get, it can get kind of odd around this time. And especially if there's any weather, you know, cause a lot yeah. of weather, there's um, not going to be a, there's not going to be a safe game. Mm-hmm. There's not yeah. going to be. <laughs> and like we said earlier, it's going to be blazing hot this week. So heat. it's going to be hot. So while you're, while you're dehydrating, make sure you rehydrate. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. We don't, we promote no drinking. We promote no, all the drinking. Yes. But make sure you hit it with that Flintstone gummies though. Get mm-hmm. those supplements in. We got to get a sponsor for the good old Dr. Lovin. So we'll throw out the gummies and we're not sponsored by them. So we need, we need it. it. Cranio hit us up with the Flintstone Gummies tagline. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but then moving forward into the into our postseason kind of play, we'll probably record every other week then since things will be kind of cooling off. Um, we're hoping to do a lot of interviews um, with people around college baseball and possibly some college softball. Um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, it's been fun. It's been real. This episode has been good. Oh, yeah. Excited for the weekend. Also – on TikTok or on Twitter or comment down below if you guys want a no place like Omaha after dark. We we would be find us on the hub. No, <laughs> God, I, you know, at some point you kind of gotta wonder. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta wonder though what could possibly. Oh, we pause the music. Pause music. Pause music. Yep. Oh my God. No, I need to. I need to do that at the beginning of the episode since we don't have him. So like, I gotta go. Pause the music. Out. I gotta go cut it out. Yeah. I gotta go cut it out of an episode, but <laughs> <laughs> that works. I need to go. Uh, I need to go find. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many great sound bites by that man. It's it's bizarre. But yeah, so uh, moving forward, again, we have been the No Place Like Omaha podcast. You obviously have found us on our YouTube page. Uh, please like and subscribe to our channel. Again, just like Nick mentioned earlier, we are partnered with Cronio Media. So that means you can find us on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. All right. Well, we will catch you guys next week. Enjoy a lot of baseball this weekend. Let's go.